Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Ask an Autism Mom Live with Jen Eggert of LackeyKid.com. You can join her live on Facebook to learn tips, meet other parents, and share your insights. She will tackle any topic from the dreaded meltdown to the basics of how autism can affect a family. So as you can see, Lackey Kid products have changed lives. And not only that, but the support we give. Um, I remember when she joined, she was one of our early members and has been with us ever since. And we love her and appreciate her like we love and appreciate every single one of you. I just want to say hi to Amber, to Angela, to Amanda. Hi, guys, and welcome. Maria, hi. So... Thank you all for joining us today, and I'm really excited to break down more on a sensory diet with you guys. So welcome everyone to our show about a sensory diet. Now, I want to explain something that most people don't understand. When I say sensory diet, I don't mean making sure your child has eight servings of fruit or vegetables, three servings of meat. Uh, so much milk. No, I mean the physical input that your child needs, that anyone needs. If you think about it, we all need that physical input every day. Melinda, hi, welcome. You just missed it. We used your family's video tonight for our show. 
Um, but we all need that physical input. I know when I'm upset, I go to my husband and what do I do? I get a hug because when he hugs me, it's, I get that physical input that calms me and that makes me feel better. So as your body needs food to survive, you also need sensory input to survive. And I know it sounds funny, but it's true because all of your senses work together. And if they don't have what they need, there is failure. Um, as some children have failure to thrive, you can have failure of the sensory systems. And it's honestly comes from not receiving that sensory input. If you look at babies that are born in other countries and put in orphanages that lay in a cot all day long and are handed a bottle when it's feeding time and they learn not to cry. They learn not to ask for things. They learn that they're their own only source of support. So these children are lacking this physical input and it really affects them. If you look at them later in life, it affects their social context. It affects them emotionally. All over the board, they are now affected. So you don't want that to happen at home. You want to be proactive with your sensory input. So you want to give the, your child that sensory input before they struggle or have a meltdown. As you saw in Melinda's video today, um, she uses the chair band, which is one of my favorites because it is affordable. It's durable, easy to use. I can honestly throw this in the sink with my dirty dishes and wash it and it's clean. So I love this chair band. So Melinda uses it in a proactive manner. She has it on his chair for when he eats dinner, for when he does homework. They bring it to grandma's house for dinner and she just slips it on the chair so that as she says, his busy feet are constantly getting the input they need. So that is taking your sensory diet and making his sensory needs a priority and being proactive instead of reactive. So being proactive is giving them the sensory input they need before anything happens. Reactive is giving the sensory input after a meltdown or after a stressful moment. Um, so really knowing the difference is huge and it's important. Um, so I just want to say that Melinda, um, I agree. Lackey kid products have changed our home and our lives in a real quick. Hi, Riley. I love you too. be good for grandma. Sorry. Riley's watching in the other room with grandma. Apparently now as sensory input is important at home where you see busy feet, as Melinda says, or children have the need to be hugged and squeezed 
to feel comforted, to feel calm, and to get that input that they need. You need to have a sensory diet at school. Now, how do I have a sensory diet set up for school? Well, first, you would um, call an IEP meeting. Most of you know an IEP meeting is an individualized education plan. So this plan is built just for your child and their needs. So they tailor each IEP to each child. Now, when we do IEP meetings, I make sure that I talk about the products I want her to use. Riley's Classroom um, this year actually has fidget bands on the chairs. We have balance ball chairs, which she uses for free time, for reading time. When a child is struggling, she sends their desk chair away and puts them on one of these. So these balance ball chairs, they have the legs and they sit stationary on the floor and your child can rock. They can bounce. They can do whatever movement they need. Now, another product that Riley's teacher has and loves, especially for floor time, is our wiggle seat, which again, Melinda mentioned in her video. This thing has two different sides, one with more porcupine um, bumps and one with softer little bumps. This can be inflated as much or as little as you want for that needed sensory input. So do I feel bad asking my teachers to put Riley's sensory needs in her IEP? No, because they make her learn better. She's able to focus more, less meltdowns, less anxiety. So in all honesty, when I make sure her sensory needs are taken care of, her teacher has an easier time teaching her because she is ready to listen because she has that input. So when you meet with your IEP team, I always meet with our um, OT, our teacher, our principal, and we sit down and usually someone from the school board and we sit down and we make a list of everything. And we actually have another lady um, who comes into the meetings she is over all special needs for the elementary school. And she kind of helps set up a plan. She takes into consideration everything and finds a way to make everything work. So first you would go to your IEP meeting and you would discuss what you want, why you want it, and how you feel it will help your child. Now, Maria, I will have Jason post the link to our um, online store or to Amazon where you can get our Lackey Kid Ball Chair. Um, but we do sell these and I will get the link to Maria tonight so that you can purchase your own ball chair. I'm telling you, this thing is incredible. As you see right below your comment, Maria, it's lackeykid.com. And that is where you can go to purchase not only the ball chair, but every single item that Lackey Kid carries. Now, 
I want to talk about functioning better. So if you want to give your child a positive day, then have them do sensory input before school. For Riley, she wears a compression vest. She, before school, will sometimes bounce on the ball chair. She'll watch her cartoons while she moves, stuff like that. So she's getting ready for school, but she's also taking care of her sensory needs. And by giving that positive sensory input, you take away the need for them to go to school and get that negative sensory input. That's those negative behaviors that are sensory based that get our kids in trouble quite often. So I would add more positive sensory input that would remove the negative. And when they start screaming or hitting, I would give them something more positive to do. If they are hitting, you can use our fidget marble maze. You simply run your fingers through and push the marble through the little maze. It folds up really tiny. Literally, it fits in your pocket. So this is a great thing for when your child hits. Another great thing for when they hit is our writable lap pad. I don't know if you recognized in the video, um, Melinda's younger son was playing with one beside her husband. And all you do is you simply use your water pen and you draw on it and it shows color. And then when it dries, it goes back to white. So you can use any of these products to give that sensory input when they're doing negative behaviors like hitting. Um, just anything that takes their hands away. One thing I love that Riley's school is very big on, and I wish all schools would do it, is they take what's called brain breaks. Whenever the teacher notices that the class is lagging, getting loud, getting busy, not listening, she stops the class, puts them on the carpet, and yes, she has children that she puts this down on the carpet and the child sits on it and it gives them more sensory input. While they're on the carpet, she plays funny little songs. Um, what does a fox say? Or the, I can't remember all of them, but they use different popular songs and they break them down to short little parts. And they have them do the physical motion and sing at the same time so that they are getting that sensory input given to them during this brain break. And the whole class benefits because the entire class does it. So that's a really important part of Riley's day. Because you can tell the days that they have an... Um, a different teacher, a substitute teacher on those days, they don't always get the brain breaks as much or if any, as they would with their regular teacher. So you notice it when she comes home, she's more agitated. She's more emotional. She's more 
difficult to deal with. So it takes a lot of sensory input from me when she gets home to help her get back to where she should be. When, if she does, if she follows the sensory input at school, does the brain breaks, uses the equipment as needed, then her coming home is a lot easier and a lot less stressful for all of us. Now, I do want to say that when children do not receive the sensory input they need, they tend to score lower on test scores and they struggle more in the classroom setting. That is because their needs are not being met. Think of it this way. If you're starving, like absolutely starving, can you sit down and think and write me a 500 word essay right now? You haven't eaten at all today, but I want you to write me a 500 word essay. It's impossible, right? Well, it's impossible for our children to focus and be attentive when they're not getting these sensory breaks. So yes, they're important, not only at home, but at school. So you need to work with your OT, if you have one, on different things that they can do, because there is a lot more than just what I'm going through tonight. Um, if you follow us next week, we will have Matt, and he will actually be in his sensory gym and with one of his kiddos and showing us the proper movements, the proper things and ways to help our children and be proactive with our children in their sensory needs. Now, again, there's a billion ways to get sensory input. I've only gone over a few. Matt, next week, we're going to focus directly on the sensory input and ways to receive sensory input. So again, watch, catch us next week because we will actually be doing all different sensory input activities and showing them and explaining why they are beneficial. Now, if you actually look around you, most environments provide their own sources of sensory input. When Riley goes to gym, there's a rock climbing wall. So she can get that for sensory input in her classroom. Again, they use wiggle seats, they use ball chairs, they use fidget bands. So she gets that. They use brain breaks. When we play outside, there's a lot. Throwing that basketball um, at, in the house. Something as simple as Riley is obsessed with Swiffering the floor. You know that Swiffer wet jet type thing? We give her one of those and she goes nuts. She also loves scrubbing baseboards. To her, that is positive sensory input. And to me, it's free chores being done by my child without her complaining. So it's a win-win for me. So check around you and look around where you are for natural sources of sensory input. Like at the park, they can run, they can climb, they can jump, they can swing, they can slide. So many different places 
do have that sensory input you can get. Now, yes, you can use fancy equipment. Um, of course, I showed you Lackey Kids sells tons of different equipment that you can pick from. We are actually, I just found out this week, we are working on our product launches for this coming year, for 2020. And I am so excited that we have some really great products coming up and I can't wait to share them with you. Now, another product is the um, weighted neck pillow. It's about three and a half pounds and it gives us sensory input. You can use it while traveling. You can use it at a restaurant. You can use it at home. You can use it during dinner. It really works. Um, I have a muscular degeneration disease and we actually found out that after treatment, when my head is floppy and I can't hold it up straight, we put this on and I kind of lean back and it really holds my head up. So it has dual purpose for us. And yes, as my husband says, he loves that for Riley, her sensory input is washing the floors, washing the baseboards. She loves it. And we benefit, she benefits. So it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Now, if anyone has any questions, please let me know now before the show ends. Um, so I want to kind of just go a little bit more. Again, if you have any questions about any of this, this is our discussion all month long. So don't worry. Next week, we will be showing different ways of giving sensory input. And the week after will be an open question and answer session with myself and Matt. And we will be sitting down and tackling those sensory diet questions. As Matt says, you it's not so much a sensory diet as it is a sensory plan. Now, um, one of the things that popped up that's true is did you know that you could have sensory motor breaks or opportunities written included as your child's IEPs? And that's what I'm saying, guys. Go to their IEP meetings and have them put that your child needs the wiggle seat when they are getting antsy. Your child needs a fidget band because like Melinda's son, he has wiggly, bouncy feet. So those fidget bands on his school chair take away the bouncy feet and they're fairly silent. Um, so you can have sensory motor breaks or opportunities put into your IEP. Um, a sensory motor break would look something like your child would move to another area and see how they react and they would play with things. Um, I walked in to Riley's classroom and there was a child struggling and they grabbed one of these, our wiggle seats, and he actually laid on it. And he actually, he loves it, the feeling on his face. So he had it like this, like a, a pillow. So that was written into his IEP that he could have that needed item 
and he could do that when needed. Now, question from the audience. How do I get it that incorporated into her IEP when they don't see her autism? Alicia, um, that's kind of a double-edged sword, and it's kind of funny to me. She has an IEP, but she doesn't have autism. Um, first, I would ask their grounds for giving her an IEP because they actually have to follow certain guidelines to receive an IEP. And generally, autism is the reason your child gets an IEP. So that really kind of throws me off. I'm not quite sure how they do that when they don't see that she has autism. Um, but you have to remember that you are part of the IEP team. Every single member in the IEP team has a say in everything. But ultimately, every member has to sign off, including mom and dad or just mom or just dad. So when you get to the IEP meeting, make them sit and write it in. Like Melinda is saying right now, she took the wiggle seat and the cherry band to her last IEP meeting. She let the teacher get to know the product. She let the teacher see the product at, at work, try it herself, and realize that it is actually beneficial. So the main thing, Alicia, is they need to see that these sensory breaks are beneficial to your child. Um, if they don't have autism, say they have her listed under something completely different. Well, even ADHD needs sensory breaks. Even neurotypical kids, our 15-year-old needs sensory breaks. So it doesn't matter if they don't see their autism as long as they see the need for sensory breaks. So Alicia, reach out to me, please, and we will go over this more in depth because I'm kind of questioning the IEP that you have as a whole. And I'd really, really like to discuss that more. Now, Megan says, my daughter has sensory timeouts and is allowed to do a variety of activities to get the wiggles out. I'm in an advantage. My husband is a special ed education advocate, but most parents do not know what kind of services their children are entitled to. Megan, you are so correct. Um, Megan, can you actually reach out to us at Lackey Kid? We would love to talk to you and your husband. I'm all for advocating for our children, and I would love the chance to sit down with a advocate and really go over things and teach parents what your child needs and how to get what they need. So Megan, please reach out to us. We would love to talk to you. Um, Melinda, yes, I talked about you having the chair bands at the IEP. We were able, Angela says, we were able to get sensory breaks in IEPs that were under the ADHD label. Yes, um, that's why I questioned Megan on do they have her on the ADHD label 
because you can get it for that. You can get it for sensory processing disorder. Um, there's almost always a way to get it for any label. You just have to kind of know. And that's why I would love to sit down with an advocate and teach you guys your rights and teach you guys how to get what your child needs at school. This week, I actually spent, this week and last week, I spent quite a bit of time with parents teaching them their rights because they don't know. Um, every school board, every school has a book of rights. By law, at every single IEP meeting, they must offer to give you one. Take it. Memorize it. Highlight the important parts that pertain to your child and yourself. That is your book of rights. That is how you advocate for your child. Um, Angela, I would love if you can find older IEPs and let me see how they were done so that I could explain how they work. Okay, so let's go to the next question. I'm sorry, I'm not even going to try and pronounce your name because I will murder it. But how long could my son get OT school? Well, here's the thing. OT is very limited due to limited resources and fi limited finances. So most kids receive approximately 30 minutes a week of OT. Now, your child can graduate from therapy. Jason recently, um, his son recently graduated from, I believe it was speech, and I know it was ABA. They came to the end of the road with how far they could help him grow, and now they feel he can do this on his own. So because he did so well with them, and he thrived and he learned the tools to help himself, he can graduate. So your son should be receiving OT in school if needed. Not all autistic children qualify for OT. It depends on the child. I can honestly tell you that out of um, Riley's special needs preschool, we had six children and only Four of them went to OT, I believe. So not every autistic child is going to qualify for OT. But if you do qualify for OT, then yes, they can eventually cut it off when your child masters all of the goals and there are no new goals that need to be set. Now, Angela says, and I agree with Angela so much on this, let your child see you advocate. It teaches them self-advocacy. I agree fully. I tell Riley what I'm going to her school for. I tell her what my goals are. I tell her later what the school's goals are. She is learning to tell her teacher now what she needs and why she needs it. So that is a key to everything. So now I'm sorry to say, folks, that we are at the end of the time we have this week. Don't forget, like I said earlier, Matt will be joining us next week. And 
he will be talking more about sensory plans and how to build one for your child. I'm just going to answer this one last question. He's going to middle school next year, but wants to graduate from OT. Um, well, that's something that honestly an IEP meeting is going to benefit from. And because he's moving from middle or elementary to middle, you're going to have a transition meeting. It's going to be how to move him from elementary to middle without a lot of stress and the smoothest as possible. So talk to your IEP team and see if he is able to graduate from OT and what needs to be done for him to graduate. Maybe he's not quite ready yet, but maybe you can work with him this summer and get him to the point where he no longer needs OT. So again, join us next week. We will be talking with Matt and building an o um, sensory plan for every child and let them learn, let you learn better ways to help your child. So I want to thank everyone for joining us today. Remember, if you want to subscribe to live updates, all you have to do is type the number five, number five folks in the comments section now. And you will receive live updates of when I go live. I try and do it every Thursday at 7 p.m. Some days life happens. So if you subscribe by pressing the number five, typing the number five to subscribe, you will actually know if I do a show on an off day, which I have been known to do quite often. Also, don't forget that we have our parent support group, which Melinda spoke about in the beginning of our show. Um, we'd love to have you join us. It is a place to get support. People understand you. We are talking about pairing up parents as teams to help each other through this journey. It takes a village to raise a child. And for me, I have my tribe. I have my people that understand me, that help me, and that get me through my rough days and celebrate my good days with me. So, wow, thank you all for subscribing today. I think this is awesome. I see my mother and my husband have decided to jump on the subscription bandwagon. I'm getting a thumbs up from my husband and he's patting himself on the back. So thank you all for joining us. Um, I have, we had an amazing week. Don't forget, I will see you next Thursday at 7 p.m. I will be live with Matt going over sensory plans for everyone. Until next time, remember, empower, support, and educate. Thanks for joining us today with Jen Eggert. You can join her live on Facebook. To learn more information about how to join our free parent support group, watch the show live, or ask your question that will be answered live by Jen on an upcoming show, please visit LackeyKid.com forward slash ask. It's L-A-K-I-K-I-D.com. So ask your questions as she is willing to tackle whatever topic you need. If you like our show, please leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Your review will enable us to help more families.